Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Hello, everybody. This is Jeremy Evans, your host of Believe in Sports Law via the Believe Podcast Network. Today is Monday, August 17th, 2020. Really happy that you're with us today. Really appreciate you listening in. Got a really exciting show today uh, talking about one of my uh, one of my few passions and or I guess maybe many passions in terms of baseball and uh, Major League Baseball. And we'll be talking about the 2020 season and partic- with particular focus on the rule changes that have occurred and what that means uh, sort of historically and what that potentially means going forward, uh, but also even practically what it means for the current you know, 2020 season. So this idea is sort of uh, the changing rules of the game, right? And now the game of baseball has been played essentially the same. Uh, since you know, uh, the, you know, eighteen sixties, eighteen seventies. I think the Cincinnati Reds have been around since eighteen seventy six, and there were the Cincinnati Red Stockings at the time. Uh, there was the Brooklyn Bridegrooms way back in the day. Um, you know, the Senior Circuit is what they referred to as the National League. American League came along in uh, nineteen oh one, and then eventually the leagues combined to make Major League Baseball. Uh, but the leagues have pretty much American and national have kept um, their separateness. They've, they've kept their distinctiveness right over the years. And, um, and of course, this is an argument that traditionalists will have with modern modernist and, and, and people who want to see change or not seeing change. And this is an argument that happens all the time, but for the, for all intents and purposes, baseball is, essentially stayed the same for 150 plus years. And whether you're talking about Major League Baseball played in America, uh, plus uh, plus the one Canadian city in Toronto, uh, used to be two with obviously Montreal, and we may see that in the future again. We'll sort of see how that plays out. Uh, but also across city parks and, and on you know NCAA college fields has pretty much been the same. Um, now the call for change in baseball, uh, particularly with regard to the slow pace of the game has come along more frequently as streaming has happened, as content is at your fingertips. People can use social media to pretty much do anything at any time. Um, you know, the pandemic has shown that you can order food at any time. You can, you know, essentially it's, it's sort of um, the best in both worlds at the same time, right? It's the best and the worst of times because you can have everything that you want then the problem is you can have everything that you want, and that can lead to, um, you know, as uh, <laughs> I guess as the old uh, rap song Biggie Smalls would say, more money, more problems, right? And in this, in some sense, it's like this idea that you have so much um, that uh, leads to, you know, gluttony or whatever it might be, um, greed or whatever. So it's just something to keep in mind, but it's. Baseball has had this idea of wanting to change for quite some time, particularly as the NFL and the NBA have come in to take away television time, dollars, and attention spans, right? And look, many Americans still love the game of baseball. You know, the Los Angeles Dodgers, for example, drew more than 4 million fans last year. 
and they're drawing those fans amidst the traffic, amidst all the problems, right? So uh, of getting to the games. So, and, and that's not the only success story around baseball. You know, there's a lot of that going on. And, um, but clearly the Major League Baseball Commissioner's Office uh, has heard the market rumblings and uh, changes are here and coming. Now, albeit the 2020 shortened season of 60 games is one of many forced changes. Uh, but there are some changes in note that are worth highlighting. Um, now, most of these changes were made uh, this season, um, um, but were actually contemplated previously. So uh, I think a lot of the times, like with any negotiation, there's a power struggle. And in this context, it, there was a power struggle between Major League Baseball and front office in terms of the commissioner's office, and then also with uh, the club owners and the Major League Baseball Players Association or the MLBPA, or in other words, the union. And, um, but the changes were never approved or implemented. So here we're gonna sort of highlight some of those changes and why they're important from a managerial and from a uh, fan standpoint. So the first is the designated hitter. Now, of course, this is a rule that has been debated since the 1970s. I think the rule was implemented in 1973 in the American League, and it was done to relieve pitchers, no pun intended, uh, from batting and to allow for more offense, right? Because the idea was pitchers don't necessarily focus on hitting. They're not going to be good at it, obviously, exception to Babe Ruth and some other players. But even Babe Ruth in his prime, he was a great pitcher for the first three to four years of his career. But once he became a full-time hitter, uh, there was there was a there was a stark contrast. The season that he left the Red Sox and went to the Yankees, he essentially focused as a full-time hitter. And when he got traded to the Yankees, I should say, and and you look at uh, Shohei Otani now uh, for the Angels, who's the two-way phenom, um, he's not been able to keep it together in terms of injury of playing both sides of the ball, offense and defense. And I have made the argument in the past that he's going to have to focus on one to be great. Um, you know, and you even look at guys like Bo Jackson, who were great athletes. Um, but the question becomes, would he have been even better had he focused on one sport? You know, maybe that takes away from who he was and, and, and uh, you know, his notoriety because he played, you know, baseball and football. But it's something to keep in mind. You know, guys like Dave Winfield, for example, were five-star athletes, but they focused on one sport, and that was baseball. Jackie Robinson, I think it was a four-letter athlete in high school and played at UCLA, uh, played basketball, ran track, played baseball, but he chose baseball. And ultimately, you can see the fact that he had, right? So it's something to keep in mind. But uh, the designated hitter rule is something that's been debated for years, and uh, it was. it's also lately become a safety issue as uh, pitchers get hit trying to bunt. You know, they get hit in the knuckles or whatever, hit in the fingers. Uh, they also, they're also getting injured while running the bases, right, because they're just not used to being out there, and, which is sort of funny because it just goes to show you what you practice is what matters because pitchers are great athletes. I mean, they're out there throwing 100-plus pitches a game, and usually the velocity increases throughout the game. So it goes to show you their stamina and their work ethic there. But, um, you know, what you practice is usually what you're going to be good at. Now... Uh, of course, this has changed over the years as well as pitchers have become more specialist. 
and not really focused on hitting at all, especially in the American League, except for when American League teams visit National League ballparks, um, which was introduced as a result of uh, interleague play in 1997, which was, again, another change. Because traditionally it was uh, National League played National League teams, American League played American League teams, and then those teams would meet uh, for the first time in the World Series, the two winners of uh, each pennant. Now, for the 2020 season, to bring us uh, to present day, all pitchers um, will have a designated hitter, National League and American League. Uh, now, this allows teams with a deep lineup, let's say like the Dodgers and the National League, to add uh, an additional player in the sense of not to the roster. They don't get an extra roster spot in that sense. But for a team that has talent, this is great because you can sit, you know, a Clayton Kershaw and put up, you know, a Max Muncy or, um, you know, an Edwin Rios or something like this. And this goes for every team, you know, in the National League. So this is a great benefit to them. Uh, and, of course, this had to be done because uh, with the way that the MLB schedule is, uh, it's a geographic schedule. So AL West teams play NL West teams and pretty much sticking to that with, I think, maybe a couple exceptions. But that's essentially what the, what the schedule is. Uh, and in some sense, it's kind of a return to history because it'll be now regional. So it'll be AL and NL West teams versus, you know, theoretically the AL – um, you know, East team in that in that way. So it's traditional in that way because those teams won't play each other throughout the year, throughout the shortened season. So that's the first change. The next is a three batter minimum rule for relief pitchers. Normally, a, a pitcher could come in, throw one pitch, and and if uh, he you know uh, manager didn't like him, didn't like it, didn't like what he threw, um, you know, obviously save injury, right? Take him out for injury. You could theoretically go in, the manager could go in and take the pitcher out. Now you have to face a minimum or minimum of three batters. So um, it's 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 really interesting about how that's going to play out throughout the season. Uh, it's on one hand it focuses on speeding up the game um, and uh, presents some opportunities there uh, for fans and television. But uh, it's it's going to be interesting because you know, let's say a manager wants to you know wants a guy to come in a lefty to come in and face a lefty you know power hitter, you know he's going to have to that pitcher's going to have to come in and face the other two guys. So in some sense, these pitchers are going to have to be more resourceful, uh, and we'll see how that plays. Um, now, of course, this makes sense from a timing perspective because it takes time to stop the game, it takes time to call on the pitcher, and then there's warm ups that can all be lengthy. Uh, but it clearly changes the complexity of the game and reduces options for managers, right? Um, economically, uh, this will mean less jobs for relief pitchers because managers will call and select pay players to pitch more innings. Uh, practically, this means carrying one or two less pitchers on a 25-26 man roster, right? So, um, more specifically, the relief, uh, the replaced uh, relief pitchers likely to be a designated hitter who can play every day. Uh, which really goes back to point one above about both leagues now having a designated hitter, at least for 2020. The next change is runner on second starting um, uh, to start extra innings on second base. So there's a, there's now going to be a runner there. Uh, obviously, that runner could be, you know, you could, you know, strat strat strategy would be to, you know, let's say have the fastest guy, you know, um, you know, out there running, uh, something like that to where, uh, you know, you can sort of utilize that skill set. You know, sc speed isn't going to slump uh, 
as the old saying goes, unless you're injured, of course. But anyway, um, but similar to the uh, rule change that we just mentioned, you know, with regard to the three batter minimum for relief pitchers, this rule is a strategic one. Uh, it changes options and strategies strategies for a manager. Um, you know, if there's a runner on second base, immediately to start an extra inning, which is essentially the tenth inning or beyond, there's immediate pressure on the pitcher uh, with the base runner behind him, uh, and there's pressure on the manager to put out the best relief core out there because they don't want to score a run, which potentially they'd have to make up. But they definitely have to make up if it's you know the top of the inning, uh, or potentially could be a win. It's the bottom. So, so the so the proverbial pulling of the strings. You know, pulling a relief pitcher, uh, you know, just got harder. And in that sense, maybe it makes the game more competitive, more exciting. But we'll see. Um, I, I think there's this is probably one of the bigger issues that traditionalists will find or see. And I can't. I'm not here to make an opinion on that. Uh, just you know, reporting the news in that sense. But it is it it is an interesting strategic opportunity uh, or potential disadvantage. We'll see. Now, it's interesting also for, you know, baseball I've always considered to be really a blue-collar game. Uh, you know, there's no clock, there's no timeouts, there's no breaks, there's no freebies. Uh, it's a very, um, it's sort of, a, it's like traditionally, you know, back in the day, it'd be considered like a working man's sport, right? Guys would get jobs in the off-seasons. Obviously not the case today with, with the money that these guys are making, but um, it's something to think about. Uh, that this rule really does give sort of a free run, or sorry, a free uh, base runner uh, to the team with their only accomplishment having been made it to extra innings. So essentially have kept the game tied, which I guess is an accomplishment, but um, I guess interestingly creates an opportunity for the a leadoff to run homer, um, you know, and, and that's something that happened for the first time um, uh, this season earlier. Now, uh, keep some, some things to keep in mind. Um, MLB's idea for a 20-second pitch clock uh, has been pushed to 2022. Um, roster changes and time between innings has expanded, so meaning rosters are now expanded, uh, but time between innings uh, has shortened, um, which was complemented uh, by a hand signal for a four-pitch intentional walk, meaning you don't have to actually throw four um you know, um, intentional, you know, balls to, you know, walk somebody, just basically show the sign and they go to first base. All these things were sort of done to speed up the game. Um, and also one thing about the roster changes was used to be you could expand your rosters, I think, to 40, and I think they reduced that so you can't expand anymore. Uh, so that's interesting. Um, I'd be curious to hear a sort of manager's perspective or even an executive's perspective on why that makes sense or why it doesn't make sense. But that's new here and there for this show. Um, and again, should some of those other rules be implemented, uh, we'll see how that plays out. But again, another idea that I've been calling for for a long time is sort of split-screen commercials. It's a great way to advertise, but also to allow for fans to engage with the game, you know, see guys warming up, this sort of thing, um, see the field, you know, field of play, see the fans, that sort of thing, as opposed to just a straight commercial, right? I think it's a great idea. We'll see if they implement some of that. A little bit more, especially with the advent of streamers uh, looking to stream uh, additional content and or looking to stream additional playoff games, which Major League Baseball has done this year as well, going from 16 teams uh, from 10. Uh, probably based on the fact that 
one, television dollars, you get more of it. Two, to make competition a little bit more even, um, you know, as you get this, you know, sort of wild 60-game sprint of a season. Uh, lastly, I want to talk about a sort of idea of increased increased suspensions for physical contact, uh, i.e. sort of, you know, running out of pitcher or bench, you know, bench brawls. Um, uh, with the ongoing pandemic, as as Dodgers relief pitcher Joe Kelly just realized, any show of aggression will be met with severe game game suspensions by Major League Baseball. I think Major League Baseball here, right or wrong, wanted to send a message about retaliation, uh, not allowing retaliation for the 2017 Astros cheating scandal, uh, but also about safety during COVID-19 and physical activity or altercations, even the potential for one. Um, so you can actually... There's been a few articles about the Kelly incident. You can read more about that, um, you know, if you search that online. Major League Baseball's also put an end to high fives, spitting, and throwing the ball around the diamond between innings and after strikeouts to limit contact and spread. Face masks have also been implemented in commonplace. This is something you'll see the players wearing, sort of that elastic a cotton or nylon thing around their necks that can be easily uh, placed over their faces when they come off the diamond or whatever it might be. I have seen some players wear it during the game, but for the most part, I think it, that's been the exception more than the rule. It's going to be interesting because when a vaccine does arrive, what we really come down to is what rules will stick and which ones will not. Uh, in some sense, uh, many aspects of our lives and businesses will be that way uh, as to what stays and what goes. And of course, the traditionalist and modernist argument you know, continues and we'll sort of see how that plays out. Uh, and really, this is the question of our time, right? Uh, about what things will change, what things will go, and how will we adapt? So again, folks, thanks for listening in. Uh, I'm your host, Jeremy Evans. This is Believe in Sports Law. And today's topic was on, was on the changing rules of the game of baseball. Thanks again for listening in. We appreciate it. Have a great week. Thank you. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.